Merry Christmas to you. Are you glad to be here? Isn't this just a beautiful, beautiful night? Beautiful sanctuary. People around you are beautiful. Turn and say, you guys are beautiful. Come on. Tell each other you're beautiful. It is just, I don't know how to say this other than just to say, I'm, I was sitting over there as we were singing and thinking, man, I am blessed um, to get to come together tonight and worship together with all of you. And so Merry Christmas. Um, before we jump into the message, I just want to make you aware, oftentimes we take an offering during our Christmas Eve service, and we're not going to pass any plates or anything tonight. Um, but if you would like to give an offering tonight, the offering tonight is going to go towards um, the tornado victims in Kentucky and Tennessee and different places. And so if you want to give towards that, anything that's given tonight, it doesn't come to the church. It's going to go to um, the tornado victims from what happened a couple weeks ago. And so you can just place offerings in the black boxes in the back of the sanctuary on either side of the middle doors. If you want to give, um, you can do that on your way out. But I just want to welcome you here, and I want to say Merry Christmas. And tonight, I just, we've, we've talked for the last month about Jesus. And tonight is all about Jesus. And, and there's a lot of different things that want your attention and want your focus and want your energy. There's a lot of things we look forward to, but tonight is about Jesus and I, I just want to make sure, the, the point of this time, the point of the message of all of this is that I want to make sure that you walk out of here knowing that we are here to worship, to celebrate the coming of our Savior and our King. More than music, more than singing, more than gifts, more than anything else, this is about Jesus. So let me pray with you, Father. I thank you for all these wonderful people that have gathered here, some maybe for the first time, some are visiting family, some are here, and, and Lord, there's all the gifts have been bought, hopefully, and all of the shopping done, and everything is leading up to Christmas. But Lord, it's so easy for us to make that about the gifts and the family and, and a holiday. Lord, this is about you. So today, I just pray you would make it abundantly clear through your word that you are our savior, that you came, God in flesh, for us. And I pray, Lord, that we would give you all the glory and that you would give us your peace and your salvation and your life. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is one of my favorite nights of the year. I love Christmas Eve. It just seems like, you know, it's such a busy season. How many of you have been busy? Anybody not been busy? It's a busy, all right, Nate, way to go, man. <laughs> He's got some shopping to do. Um, but it's a busy season, and we're running around, and we're going to parties, and we're shopping. And we're, Today, I, I needed to run to Kroger just to get some stuff for tomorrow, and so I left work, um, and I ran over there to Kroger, and I saw the parking lot, and I said, nah, <laughs> not worth it. And I went, and I got price gouged on a gallon of sweet tea at a place that's wonderful, I won't talk bad about them, but I paid way too much for a gallon of sweet tea because I didn't want to go get soft drinks at Kroger. It's a, it's a busy time, but I love Christmas Eve, and I, I love what, what this night, the feeling and what it represents, because this busy time 
kind of comes to a place where we have a peaceful, quiet, hopefully, night in anticipation of Christmas. And so in Christmas, we celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Jesus came. God's Son came to a manger in flesh so that we could have salvation and life and hope and peace and joy and love. But I kind of want to make a a pretty big statement tonight, and that's this. It won't matter to you that Jesus came, that Jesus was born on earth. It will not matter to you if Jesus came, if Jesus doesn't live in your heart. I mean that with, I know it's a crazy statement, but this whole Christmas season, the manger, all of it, it will not matter to you if you don't allow Jesus to be your Savior, to live in your heart. This morning, um, we, were, we were talking about the service tonight, and my boys, you know my boys are perfect, right? They, they, they're wonderful. Like, they are perfect for about 10 minutes a week. And this morning, they were kind of in a foul mood, and we talk about the peace on earth and the peacefulness, and this morning, uh, one of them said, why do I have to go to church on Christmas Eve? And me, in my most peaceful dad voice, I said, well, number one, it's because the whole reason we celebrate Christmas is because of the birth of Christ, so there's nothing more important for us to do than to worship, and number two, if you don't go and have a good attitude, you won't have any presents tomorrow, (laughs) and that worked pretty well. (laughs) So listen, I want to read some scripture to you tonight. Over the last few weeks, I've been looking through the story um, in the Bible, the, in the Gospels of the birth of Christ. And I was looking at all the things that are said about Jesus, and I want to look at a few of them tonight. And like I said, my goal is that you will not walk away from here missing the reason that we're here. And that's to worship our Savior, our King, who was born for us. We're going to start in Luke chapter 1. This is the angel um, speaking to Mary. In verse 31, it says, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. So let me just start with the question, why are we here? What is so big about Jesus, about the birth of Christ, that we still come every year, we interrupt schedules, and we come here and we worship? The angel says to Mary, you will give birth to a son, you are to call him Jesus, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high, and he will sit on the throne of David and will reign forever. Let's just, let's talk about who... Why, are, why is Jesus worthy of our worship and praise tonight? Number one, it says he will be great. Is there anything, anyone greater than our Savior? Is there anything? Is there anything, anyone that's more worthy of our time and our focus and our praise tonight than our Savior, Jesus Christ? Uh, Spurgeon says it this way. 
Is, is not it proven that he is great? Conquerors are great, and he's the greatest of them. Deliverers are great, and he's the greatest of them. Liberators are great, and he's the greatest of them. Saviors are great, and he's the greatest of them. Tonight, there is nothing more worthy of our time and our praise than Jesus Christ. The second thing it says, he will be the son of the most high. This is not just another baby born. This is God in flesh. This is the son of God coming to earth. This isn't just, no, no offense to any of you that have had or are about to have babies. This isn't just another baby. This is the son of God. The third thing it says, he will reign forever. He will sit on the throne. Now, I know it seems like other people are sitting on thrones. I know it seems like that sometimes God is not in control and Jesus is not sitting on the throne. But I want you to understand that that is a facade and Jesus is the rightful, the true, the reigning king and will be forever. We're here to worship the king. Not a temporary king, not a, not a slightly powerful king. We are here to worship the Messiah, the Savior of the world. He's worthy of our praise and worship. This baby, this king changed the world. Tonight I want you to know that this baby and this king can change your heart and your life. And if that doesn't happen, all the rest of this is worthless. Luke chapter 2, the angel comes to the shepherds. So the angels come to Mary, and now the angel comes to the shepherds. Verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. So the angel's gone to Mary, has proclaimed who Jesus is. Now the angel shows up to the shepherds and says a few things. I want us to look at this. And there's a couple words in here that I think really really are important for us not to miss. The first thing, it says good news, good news that will bring great joy for all people. For what people? For what people? Turn to the person next to you, say all. Say you. Say me. Say everyone. All. This is good news for all people. The birth of Christ is not for a select few. The birth of the Savior, the Messiah, is not for those that have earned it. The birth of the Messiah is for all people. This is good news. We're here to proclaim good news tonight. The King has come. Good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, a Savior has been born to you. Now let's talk about that word, Savior. A Savior has been born to you. Did you know that you need a Savior? I mean, you know that you, know that you mess up. You know that sometimes you lack 
the peace and the love and the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy, you know that you are not perfect and you know that the world around you is not perfect and you know that things are broken, right? We need a savior. The world needs a savior. But it's not just this big, I need a savior. Today, a savior has been born to you. We can't fix ourselves. We can't fix this world. It's not a matter of getting a better book and reading. It's not a matter of all of us singing kumbaya. It's not a matter of getting the right person and power in our government or any other. The Savior has come. We need a Savior. Today, a Savior has been born to you to, to save us. What's, what's he save us from? Well, I want to jump back. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says, She will give birth to the son. This is the angel to Joseph. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The Savior comes to save. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people think great news, great joy. The Savior is coming to save us from an oppressive government or to save us from this problem or to save us from COVID or to save us from this. The Savior has come to save us from our sins, our unworthiness, our imperfections. See, on our own, we deserve, I, I'll just Man, there are things I've done in my life that I am so not proud of, even little things. My attitude sometimes, I'm going to tell you a little bit uh, about my attitude here in a minute, but, but man, I need a Savior. We need a Savior. Back to Luke chapter 2, it says, glory to God in the highest. The, heavenly, the, the angels came, the heavenly host appeared and said, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Now, the, the important words I don't want us to miss here, in Matthew 1, where he will save his people from their sins, and in Luke 2, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace on those whom his favor rests rests. Sometimes I think we, we get to Christmas season and we think, oh, it's a peaceful time, peace for everyone. And we have this illusion that this, there's this great peace that we're all going to experience. I'm going to tell you the truth. There are lots of people and places tonight and tomorrow that will not be at peace. Just because it's Christmas Eve or Christmas does not mean Peace has come. Just come hang out at my house for like 10 minutes. It's not very peaceful. But the Savior has come to bring peace on those whom his favor rests. Let's talk about that language. It's not that God wants to exclude anyone. It's not that God wants to say, I'm going to give peace through Jesus to these people because I like them and not these people because I don't like them so much. It's good news of great joy for all people. The Savior has come for all of us. Turn and say, all of us. But it only matters if we accept the Savior, if we accept our Lord. Peace on those whom his favor rests. Glory to God. Peace. To those who believe, who accept the Savior. 
Sure, you can have a peaceful night. You may get lucky and your kids may be quiet and calm. You may get lucky and you might get along with people who you haven't gotten along with for a while. You may have moments of peace. The only way to have eternal, lasting peace is through our Savior that's come. And it only happens if we accept the Savior. We're, we're pretty bad in this country these days about accepting leadership, aren't we? It doesn't matter who's in leadership, somebody's upset about it. And about half the country doesn't want to accept who's in power. Listen, Jesus came, this is the Savior, this is the King. You have to accept him as King, as Savior, as Lord. And so there's, these two phrases are linked. Glory to God in the highest and peace to those on whom his favor rests. Glory to God, peace to men who believe, who accept him. Peace comes with the acceptance. And, and this isn't, let me be clear, this isn't like a slot machine. This isn't a transaction. The glory is all God's. It doesn't matter if you walk out of here cursing God. It doesn't matter if you walk out of here thinking whatever. Glory is his. Jesus is born. The Savior has come. But peace will only be yours if he's your Savior and he's your King. Glory to God. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let me talk about this acceptance of peace I know some of you are sick of hearing me talk about it. I apologize. This will be the last time. I turned 40 this year, and I decided that for my 40th birthday, I wanted to go to a Buffalo Bills game. And so I bought tickets to the Buffalo Bills game, spent a little bit more than I would usually spend. And I planned this trip to go to the Buffalo Bills game. It was this celebration. Um, Charlie and I were going to go, and we were going to celebrate my 40th birthday. And through a series of events that I don't want to get into, I didn't end up being able to go to the game. To make matters worse, I bought the tickets online and I didn't get the tickets until two days before the game. And so then, as soon as I got them, I knew I couldn't go, so I listed them online to try to get some of my money back. And Monday night, I went, Monday night is when the game was, I went to our district Christmas dinner, a lovely dinner, and I sat there knowing that all the money I spent on that game, not only did I not get to go celebrate, not only did I not get to go do the special game, all that money was completely wasted because nobody bought my tickets. And I told you, I was gonna confess to you, I sat at that dinner and there was like this bitterness. I was upset. And as much as I wanna say that it didn't matter, I sat there and I thought, this isn't right. Somebody should be helping me out here. How is this possible? I mean, this is my 40th birthday. I wanted to go to this game, and not only do I not get to go, but I wasted all this money. This isn't right. Something's got to give. And, and I'm, I'm sitting at a Christmas dinner with a bunch of pastors, and I was pretty far from peace. Can I tell you that it was not until later that night when I was on my own that I got to thinking about the importance of a football game, the importance of a 40th birthday celebration, the importance of money that I spent versus the importance of my Savior and my King. 
And all of a sudden, I let go of it. And I said, it's okay. Because that's not my savior. That's not my king. That's not my peace. That's not my joy. That comes from Christ. And the moment I accepted that, I had peace like you wouldn't believe. Peace comes with accepting Christ as our Savior. When it's all about Him, we will be at peace. And this is true for Christmas. If Christmas is about the gifts you're going to get, let me speak to my kids specifically. If Christmas is about the gifts that you want or think you're going to get, you may not be at peace. If Christmas is about your family getting along, you may not have peace. If Christmas is about the perfect celebration and the perfect food and all of it, you may not have peace. If Christmas is about the Savior that's come to give you life and salvation, you will have peace. Only if He's your Savior. So tonight I've got good news. A Savior is born for you, for all. Peace, love, hope, joy are available for you tonight, for all tonight. And it's not just a one-night peace. It's not just a momentary peace. This is eternal peace. In Luke chapter 1, the angel says his government, in Isaiah chapter, it says his government will not end. In Isaiah chapter 9, where the, where the prophecy says his go, of his government and peace, there will be no end. If you accept Christ as your Savior, it's not this that you're going to have a peaceful night. It's that you will have peace eternal. And so tonight... I don't want you to miss this. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff still to go on. Go on. You're going to get together with family. You're going to give gifts. You're going to celebrate a lot of things. Tonight, I want you to not miss out on the fact that the God of the universe became flesh, dwelt among us so that we could have life and peace and salvation. I want to pray with you. And, and as I pray with you, I really want you to make this your prayer. I don't want anyone to walk out of here without knowing Christ as their Savior. There may be some of you in here that this is your first time in a church. There may be some of you in here that have been in church many times, but you're, you're living like I was at that Christmas dinner, and you've got a bitterness in your heart, and you have not surrendered your heart to the king of the universe, to the savior of the world. If that's you, as I pray, don't miss the opportunity to receive our king. And there may be some of you that maybe are just in a place where this season has been a little bit too much about the things, too much about the people, too much about the gifts, the hurry, the busyness. Tonight, I wanna invite you to let it all be about our savior. Let's pray. Father, we love you today and I thank you that we come to celebrate. What a beautiful night, what a beautiful sanctuary, beautiful time to worship you. Tonight, all of it will be wasted if any one of us walks away not knowing you as our Lord and Savior. 
not experiencing the salvation and the peace and the grace that you bring. And so, Lord, I pray right now, if there's anybody in this room that has not accepted the gift that they're given, the best gift they can ever receive, the gift of Jesus Christ, who came to forgive us of our sins, heal us, give us life and peace that the world can't take. I pray right now that if there's anyone in here that has not accepted that gift, I pray right now that they would say, Lord, I give my heart to you fully. You are my king. And Lord, if there's any of us in here that have just kind of gotten off track and maybe we're not experiencing the, the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that you bring this season. Maybe if we've gotten caught up in the things around us, the busyness, all of it, Lord, I pray right now each and every one of us would offer our hearts to you, that this would all be about you, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. We love you, Jesus. We give you our hearts. We give you our worship tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.